Okay, we're back, and so are you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of a good hockey podcast brought to you by PuckLegends.ca. As always, I'm Cal. I'm here with Chuck. How's it going, man? It's going well. No complaints. Uh, no complaints today. How about you? Yeah, same old. I mean, as long as there's still some hockey on, I will be somewhat happy. I feel that. We have, yeah, we have some things to talk about today in terms of players wanting to leave their teams, or maybe not wanting to, but being forced to leave. A little bit. I'm going to start off with the Toronto Maple Leafs, Nick Ritchie, putting, being put on waivers. Charlie, what's up with this? Well, Nick Ritchie's just really been struggling to produce for Toronto, and he's getting paid two and a half million bucks, which is more than guys like Bunting, David Kampf, Kasha, Kerfoot, okay, I guess not Kerfoot, sorry, Mikheyev. And you know, all four of those guys are performing better than Ritchie right now. They're getting more points. They're, they're getting more shots. They're just impacting the game and the team so much more positively than Ritchie has. So I just feel like with Mikheyev's return, there isn't a spot for Richie on the Leafs starting roster anymore. And because of that, he's been placed on waivers. I, I know that he's cleared waivers and he's now expected to be sent to the taxi squad with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I just, I, I feel like Richie has disappointed management a whole lot since joining the team and uh, he might not be around next season. Yeah, I mean, I just don't. Can you try and explain this to me? Like, if you're gonna put a player on waivers, don't you just if you don't want him on your roster, so don't you just try and trade him? Like, if anyone in the league can just pick him up, I mean, is this does this mean Nick Ritchie's value is less than like a seventh? Yeah, it honestly might might mean so, especially with how the the league is looking right now. There are so many great young players coming up in pretty much every team's prospect pool. It seems that like a lot of these older guys who are not performing well, who are consistently fourth line, healthy scratch type players might just, you know, be pushed out of the league pretty soon. And Nick Ritchie seems to be one of those guys. So if if the Toronto Maple Leafs are deciding that it's easier or maybe better to keep him around on the team by sending him through waivers and placing him on the taxi squad than to even attempt to trade him, clearly Ritchie's value is is low, maybe lower than a seventh. Only eight points, 30 games into the season, minus five. No good. One goal, seven assists. No good is right. This is a sheer noticeable drop-off from his career average of about a point five point a game. He has 380 career games played in 145 points. I mean, this pace is closer to a point in every fourth game. Yeah. It's definitely not attractive, not something that will help a team win. And the biggest problem is two and a half million for two years. Yeah, you want? I guess you want to get rid of him as soon as possible. Yeah, I, I could see that. He's not really laying the body like, you know, a big heavy guy like him should be doing if he's not getting points. So I just feel like he doesn't have any value for the Toronto Maple Leafs at this point. All right, let's talk about Evander Kane. Yeah. Placed on waivers in San Jose. Give us the scoop. So Evander Kane has been placed on unconditional waivers with the intent to terminate his contract by the San Jose Sharks. This means that Kane is no longer a member of the San Jose Sharks, or very soon at least he won't be. Now, we all know the couple of scandals that happened with Kane over the summer, you know, with the, the betting on his own games and the issues with his ex-wife. Alleged. Alleged, right, exactly. Um and, and I know that, you know, there's some issues with the locker room and there were teammates who were saying that they didn't want him back on the team. They didn't want him back in the locker room. So I guess management is just listening to the team that they have right now. The team is performing pretty decently without Evander Kane. And Evander Kane has 
kind of been known to be a bit of a hothead guy to start some problems, to to be a bit of a, a locker room issue. So what this means is that Evander Kane's going to have to find a new job, and he's going to have to find a new job pretty soon because that flashy seven million by four year contract that he was uh, he was still on is about to be terminated. I don't even want to speculate how the rest of Evander's Kane, Evander Kane's career will look because it doesn't feel like it's going to be a happy experience. I don't want to think about all those dark things, but I mean. He's kind of dug himself this hole. You make your bed, you got to lie in it. Charlie, John Klingberg asks for a trade out of the Dallas Stars. I mean, this has to be because his average time on ice is down almost three minutes from his career high back in 2018, 2019, when he was playing 24 and a half minutes per night for the Dallas Stars. Now he's looking at 21 minutes, closer to 22 if we're going to be precise. Yeah, probably can be attributed to the rise of Miro Heiskanen. I mean, the nail in the coffin is that extended contract offered to him and then signed. Seems like the Dallas Stars have chosen who they want to be their number one defense. And John Klingberg isn't down to stay around. So he asks for a trade out. John Klingberg's still a great player. 25 games played this season. He's got 16 points, minus 8. I mean, that could be more of a systemic thing when you look at the past few years in Dallas. It's all negative numbers. One goal, 15 assists. I mean, 112 shots. I like that. It's a lot of shots for a defense. Yeah, I mean, Charlie, John Klingberg. A big name. Current salary is $6 million. Current cap hit is 4.2. Don't know how that works out, but this is all really, really attractive, isn't it? I'm sure there will be plenty of buyers around the league looking for guys like John Klingberg. And if I were just to push this conversation into a specific direction, would the Toronto Maple Leafs be interested in someone like John Klingberg? We just finished our annual Leafs need to make a trade for a defense episode, in which we talked about Giordano, Chikrin, and Severson. But what about John Klingberg? He wasn't really on our radar before. But now that he might be looking to get out of Dallas, it's a possibility, right? It is a bit of a possibility. John Klinberg, he has that offensive upside that you like to see in a defenseman. But what's most important is that he is just a strong defensive player as well. What's really nice, especially for the Toronto Maple Leafs, is he's got that right-hand shot. The 4.25 million might be difficult for the Toronto Maple Leafs to fit in, especially since Klinberg is such a great player. I'm sure that the ask is going to be pretty high for him anyways, but it's likely going to have to be, you know, Hall going back the other way and maybe some salary being retained by Dallas. So I could definitely see Toronto being interested in John Klinberg. However, on the expiring deal and with how much his contract costs, I don't know if Toronto is going to be willing to pay the hefty price that it's going to take to bring him in. Although... John Klinberg in the top four for the Toronto Maple Leafs would definitely make this team a contender status in my eyes. Yeah, I think it's an interesting fantasy, but if we're being practical and thinking about who Kyle Dubas is, it's extremely unlikely that he would pay such a high price for a rental. Even though he's done it the past few years, I think the ask for someone like John Klingberg would be way, way higher than someone like Nick Foligno. So you'd have to be giving up more than just that first round pick. I think Dubas will be 
won't hesitate to continue this trend of selling off the first round pick as long as he thinks that it will make the team better moving into playoffs or there is a need that directly needs to be addressed. I don't know that John Klingberg directly addresses those needs that are apparent. And I don't know that the the price for it is something that that Dubas would make at all. So, yeah, like if we were playing NHL franchise mode, I mean, sure, that would be fun. Hey, yeah, that'd be a great trade in NHL franchise mode. I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess. But, uh, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's just too easy to, to finesse some bullshit trade in, in franchise mode. But yeah, in real life, I think that this is too difficult for the Toronto Maple Leafs to work out. And on the expiring deal as a th- almost 30-year-old defenseman, it just doesn't seem like the right fit for the culture of the Toronto Maple Leafs hockey club right now. And, oh, God, I would love to see a nice, skilled, big, right-handed defenseman on their team like Klinberg. I just don't see it happening this season. Charlie, let's move over to my favorite segment in our all of our show offerings, the Ovi Watch. How has... Alexander Ovechkin, the great eight, been doing over the past few weeks? Well, with postponements, as we can all expect, Ovechkin's production has slowed over the last couple of weeks, but that's because he hasn't really played. However, in his last five games since December 19th, Ovechkin has only scored two goals. That's okay, though, because he still has 24 goals on the season in 35 games for a total of 754 goals in his career, which means he is catching up on Gretzky he is just about 150 goals below Gretzky from below Gretzky's record and from beating him. Also, Ovechkin is the sole owner of the most power play goals scored in the history of the NHL with 275 power play goals. Ovechkin's been tearing it up this year as a 36-year-old man. It's just unbelievable. I got to get me some of the Russian gas that these guys get because they can keep playing and I would love to be that athletic and that fit you know pushing 37 if you also love Alex Ovechkin you can check out a great new design on pucklegends.ca featuring the great eight shirts are about 24 bucks you can use the code goodhockey for free shipping to Canada you're welcome for that this has been the good hockey show brought to you by good hockey podcast as always I'm Cal Charlie do you have anything you want to say I just want to say thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate it a lot. Okay, take care. Have a great week. Bye. All right. Goodbye.